North of the spine of the world and west of the towering Reghead Glacier is a frigid expanse few dare to explore, let alone inhabit. This icy land of windswept tundra recently became locked in a dark winter without reprieve, and the inhabitants of Ten Towns are dying. Icewind Dale has become trapped in a perpetual winter. Ferocious blizzards make the mountain pass through the spine of the world exceedingly treacherous. And this land has not felt the warmth of the sun in over two years. This adventure is definitely served ice cold. Our adventurers must find the cause of this curse and stop it. Hello listeners, I am Jimmy Duffy, also known as Lord Prater. Welcome to Prater Rejects inaugural podcast campaign, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our presentation. As with any new venture, please be aware that we are very much in the discovery phase of podcast creation. Audio levels are still in the leveling phase, and our players are learning how to represent themselves accordingly within this medium. If you have any comments or issues with this presentation, please email info at praetorsrejects.com. Let's get back to our presentation. Please say hello to our dungeon master and players for this campaign. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you are. I, my name is Loco, and I am the DM for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden in Icewind Dale. Hi, I'm Robert. I am a dwarven cleric by the name of Durin Frostbeard from Kerr Koenig. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm playing Kriga Rockua, a deep gnome wizard from Blinding Stone and deep in the Underdark by way of Targus in Ten Towns. Howdy, I'm Joseph, and I play Yolia Runtar, the illustrious Scourge Azimir Warlock of House Runtar. You know of me, right? Hi, I'm Rolando, and I play Varian Verwinis of the House Verwinis. I've lived in the East Haven for the last hundred years of my life, trying to atone for a grave error I've caused. Greetings. I'm Montgomery Devereaux of the Tourmaline Devereaux, and I am a ASMR sorcerer. I am played by Greg. Just a little bit of a uh, background. The five of you have been assembled by Lord Prater in an effort to combat the unnatural weather circumstances in Icewind Dale. To seek a reason behind it and to remedy the situation by any means possible. Each of you has been chosen because you were either born or lived some part of your life in ten times, ten towns. Since leaving Icewind Dale to seek your fortune and fame under the employ of Lord Prater, something or someone has taken hold of the land with seemingly evil intentions and is imposing its will on the land and people of Icewind Dale. He has instructed each of you to meet at a place called Huddlestone. Huddlestone is a small town nestled up against the spine of the world. Its homes are mostly small, one-story structures with steeply pitched roofs, save for the grand longhouse that belongs to the town's elder. Most famous for its blacksmithing tradition, 
A shocking number of its buildings are forges and smithies, including the building that the characters are headed to. You are to seek out his dear friend, Falstaff and Grimelda Shorthelm, and their son, Alvin. They are all master smiths and own and work the largest smithy in Huddlestone. The Shornhelms are kind and hospitable and ask the characters about their adventures and their plans for future travels while they are staying in town. Alvin warms the, warns the group that he's heard strange tales coming out of Icewind Dale. Rumors about eerie auras and talk of eternal night blanketing the land. Falstaff thinks the latest rumors are all just talk and that folks say that all sorts of strange things about Icewind Dale, but Alvin is convinced that there's some truth to these tales and warns the characters to be on their guard. After a few days rest, Alvin leads you out of town on the Ten Trail where he once again warns of the many dangers that lie in wait along the journey to Ten Towns. Now, I kind of just gave you an overview of what's happening. We can uh, spend some time RPing, if you wish, there with the uh, Shorthelms uh, in the uh, town. Or you can just press on and, and head on to uh, the first town in Ten Towns. Uh, the Ten Trail leads directly into Bryn Shander. Al Alvin, A-L-V-A-N, will tell you um, that Bryn Shander is about 50 miles from the middle of Huddlestone. And if you want to just press right on through, it'll take you, you might get 12 miles a day, depending upon the weather. So it's going to take you four to five days to get there, depending again upon the weather. I will reiterate um, that um, once you get outside of uh, Huddlestone, you no longer have a normalcy of daylight. You'll have daylight from maybe around 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and that is a very dim light. Uh, the light that has been put upon this land has uh, just taken away all sunlight, um, Temperatures are very, very cold, even during those dim light hours. Uh, you have been provided with cold weather gear, snowshoes, and crampons by Lord Prater uh, upon arrival in um, Huddlestone. But uh, other than that, it is up to you whether you, you press on uh, and how far you want to go every day. Um, there will be rolling for random encounters each day. Um, I'm not going to do more than that. Um, I think one a day, if they roll up, that will be plenty. How's the hospitality here? I mean, am I getting foot rubs every morning like I'm supposed to? <laughs> oh, Are what? they serving me my tea with honey and milk before dinner? Otherwise, my indigestion, you know. Your foot rub uh, is probably not going to happen. Um, you would probably bruise too easily with the hands of these three. Um, they are smithies after after all um, they do own the largest smith in Huddlestone uh, Huddlestone, excuse me, and uh, their hands are very very rough um, the tea that can be arranged 
Well, you know, rough hands could be used like a pomace stone for exfoliation. It's good for the skin. You make a good point. Yes. Well, I mean, if the accommodations are nice, I, I see no point. I mean, it's, did you see the weather out there? It's, it's, I think it's snowing. You don't really want us to walk in, in that. Where's the carriages? You can purchase dog sleds if you wish. Uh, they are not cheap. How much is not cheap? The, uh, okay, the, let me find it here. Okay, a dog sled costs 20 gold and the dogs to go with it are another 20 gold. Uh, the sled will uh, hold 300 pounds. If you wish uh, an axe beak, which is uh, uh, an animal that looks kind of like an ostrich that has a beak that looks like an axe, thus the name, uh, you can uh, buy those for 50 gold pieces and they are a little bit uh, quicker than the dog sled. Well, you know, Grandmother did take away all my pocket money, but if you send the bill to House Untai and Waterdeep, we'll get you fade right away, so we'll take three of those sleds with the angry-looking chickens. Thank you. Yes, well, um, as much as I'd like to do that, uh, and as much as Lord Prater is a dear friend of mine, um, these things don't just appear. Uh, they have to be purchased with real money, I'm afraid. If, if uh, you can't afford the money, then I'm afraid you'll have to go by foot. <sighs> My feet have gotten me this far. I think I can continue. Well done, well done. Well, uh, Alvin looks at you and he says, uh, shall we be on our way? Uh, you don't have much t daylight left when it comes to getting into Icewind Dale. It's probably about 8 o'clock in the morning here in uh, Hundlestone. It'll take you at least a couple hours to get to the edge of the spine of the north. So we best be get going. We best shall. You know, we make the best out of the daylight. Don't want our dainty little friend here. He might be afraid of the dark. You never know. As he uh, kind of glares in uh, your rails direction. I'm already muttering and grumbling myself. Ah, yes. Well, uh, shall we go then? And so for the next uh, couple of hours, you head up the 10, uh, yeah, the 10 trail. Um, it is not inhospitable. Uh, there are mountains on either side. It seems this was a natural cut 
uh, through the mountains, possibly from a river long ago. Um, but it is not inhospitable until uh, you reach a place where you can see the mountains kind of separate. And in the distance, you can see, or, or can't see actually, um, there is a white, almost like a veil, a curtain across the road uh, about an hour an hour's walk from where you are presently. Uh, the farther you walk, the, the breeze starts to pick up. It gets a little bit more windy. And by the time you reach uh, the opening, it is almost a whiteout of snow and uh, wind. Do you wish... Uh, Alvin says he cannot accompany you any farther than this. He, he must get back to his parents and the shop and, and the, uh, the um, smithy. And uh, he bids you farewell and tells you to watch all around you. Uh, be ever vigilant. There are things here that uh, not only want to kill you, but they want to eat you. So... Uh, best be on your guard and with that he basically he as he before he turns around he says no my friend this is a never ending storm it may let up the winds may let up the snow may let up but the cold will never let up. It hasn't let up in two years. Farewell and Godspeed. And with Farewell. that, go ahead. Good fires and strong steel be your way. He waves and he starts trudging off down back down to the southwest, down the 10 trail. Uh, he did tell you before you left, you have about another Oh, 25 miles to Bryn Shander. Through basically what is snow that's going uh, horizontally. Uh, the winds are whipping. Uh, you have your cold weather gear on and you can tell it is cold. Um, but it is the weather, as long as you have the cold weather gear on, you will not be... Um, affected by the sub-zero temperatures. You said uh, at most we can make it. You go about a mile an hour, so if you if you walked 12 miles, I mean 12 hours, then you'd go 12 miles. If you do not have your snowshoes on, then you will only go about a half mile an hour. I'm not going to wear my snowshoes. I guess I'll put on my snowshoes. I too will wear my snowshoes while pitching that these uh, clothes are supposed to keep me warm. Yeah, you take them off, see how much they actually help. I'm also 
donning my snowshoes. Very well. There is, uh, once you got into the snow, uh, the road disappears. You can tell by a small indentation and on the, uh, I think it's called the leeward side. I'm not sure whatever wind, the, which way the wind is blowing. Um, there is a, a uh, snow drift. And as long as you keep to that and these small indentation, uh, you will stay on the road. Are you uh, donning uh, any kind of light? I'll cast light. Very well. The energy expelled from trying to bend against the wind, not to fall down. Uh, you're not all used to wearing snowshoes. Um, you make it. How far are you? I mean, how long are you going to, to walk? Because after about uh, two and a half, three hours of walking, it becomes nearly pitch black, uh, except for the light that is shown. And uh, although it it does cast light, if you've ever had light in a snowstorm or fog, it kind of sucks it up. Oh, well, in that case, I drop it now. I just rely on my dark vision. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, it, it is still very hard to see. Um, it is very, very dark, very getting colder uh, by the minute. Oh, I'm sure my character's been bitching for, <laughs> I don't know, we've been walking for about five minutes, and then, uh, yeah, he's just started in. Snow's too deep. These snowshoes hurt. They hurt my feet, my back. Oh, it's so cold. Is that water in my shoes? Shut up already. <laughs> this is why people think nobles are pansies. Give us a bad name. Okay. Even with all of the uh, the whining is going on, uh, it's probably almost drowned out by the the high winds. Um, it, at this point, you come to um, what looks like a, a hill. Uh, it, it's hard to tell. Everything is white that you can see. Your dark vision, although you have sixty foot, is probably not getting past twenty, just because of all of the. Uh, so you start to go up a hill. What if you have 120 feet of dark vision? I'll give you, I'll give you 60. I'm gonna say it's cut in half. Whatever you've got is cut in half, just because of the weather. Uh, you you start to go up a, a slight incline. Um, as you look around, uh, there you don't see trees. You, Every once in a while, you'll see uh, rock um, sticking up out of the ground. Uh, large, huge snowdrifts that you could possibly bury a moose herd in. Um, I need everyone to um, give me give me a perception check, everybody. Just a, I tell you what, what just. Tell me what your um, your act your oh what is it your uh, passive, passive, passive perception is yeah 12. 12. 11. 12. alright everyone uh, hears uh, some noise off to uh, 
what seems higher ground. You can't really see where it's at. Um, you, uh, it, it's hard to make out over the wind at first. But you do, you do hear some noise. Is that the dwarf's belly? Did somebody feed him? We're going to wish it was. Is that wolves? Do you think he brought us the dog sled? Oh, I would love a dog sled right about now. When they get here, go pet one. I'm sure it'll be fine. Perhaps we should just keep moving. So, with these rocks that are sticking out, is there enough coverage to where if we kind of pack down snow on one side we get some reprieve from the wind? Yes. Yes. About, uh, Oh, about 20 yards from what you you are uh, deeming to be the trail, the 10 trail, uh, there is an overhang. Um, there are, there is like snow that is kind of drifted over it, leaving, making an overhang of snow and ice. Um, but you see, it's not a cave, uh, but there is a place that you could get up under and, and possibly get out of the wind for a time until it shifts yes it's probably I don't know 20 feet and it sits back up inside about 10 feet so does it sound like that's where the wind is coming from no they, they seem to be coming from all around you it's, it's hard to tell with the wind blowing um, but they, they seem to be coming from all around you. Well, we may want to take shelter. It's probably a good idea. I'd say, from what I've heard, wild animals aren't too fond of fire, so if we can keep a fire going in this wind, maybe that'll keep us slightly safe for the night. Yeah, as, the wind is coming uh, from the east uh, and the the shelter is on the right-hand side of the road, which is the east, so it would uh, it would stay lit. Okay. I might go around kind of just stomping with the snowshoes, packing down the snow into a more solid ground so we can you know, sit down and rest and not sink into it. Okay, good idea. I like it. I'm going to pop a squad and watch him work. <laughs> All right. Okay, after about uh, 10 minutes of stomping around, uh, you uh, it, it feels just warmer because you're out of the wind. Um, the wind is still howling. The um, You don't hear the, the noises, the growls, the howls uh, anymore. Um, but the wind is still howling, but it does not 
it's not hitting your skin so you don't feel uh, as cold. I can uh, do create bonfire, which will last for a minute. It's cantrips, I can cast it over and over. So I can uh, help us get warm and melt some snow. Okay, so you have a fire, you feel the warmth of the fire. Um, it's a nice respite from the freezing cold wind. Uh, as a matter of fact, you even feel a little warm. Uh, you might unbutton un uh, your cold weather gear uh, just because it, it feels so much different than it did. I would suggest we go another five miles and try to get halfway and finish out tomorrow. You want us to go back out there? We just got warm. What about the rest of you? I can dwarf up and keep going. You uh, you spend about an hour, maybe a little bit more, in uh, your little lean-to, your little uh, shelter. And uh, as you kind of come back out, you um, you notice that the wind is not howling quite as bit. It, it the snow is not falling straight down, but it is uh, still coming down. Uh, just not as heavily as it was, nor as windy. So this kind of perks up your spirits just a little bit. You really don't know what time it is because, uh, as you were told. The, um, there's only a, a few hours of dim daylight every day. You uh, are still in almost utter darkness. Uh, the, if, you're, if you fire the light spell back up, you can still see there's snow uh, falling. Uh, it's not going sideways anymore. But you, uh, you do still see snow. And after, uh, oh, about four, four hours of trudging in through this snow and trying to stay on this path, you think you see the shadow of what could be a building. Uh, what the players are looking at is a what looks like the f outline of a building. And you would guess that you've gone, oh, maybe about another four hours more. So another four miles. Are there any um, tracks? Any tracks? No, there are no tracks. One side of the building, the uh, eastern side of the building, has a big drift on it that kind of goes around to the front and the back. Um, you don't see any doors, at least from where you're at. You, Elf with the Scimitar, being so original. Ugh. Go, uh, go see if anybody's home. scared to do it yourself. I don't mind. I'll, um, I'll cast Create Bonfire and just melt the snow in front of Okay. Alright. Uh, that 
definitely gets it to start melting. Um, the drift is about four feet high. It, it goes from about five feet out up to almost the roof. Um, this is not a very big shack. You make it into the door. It is a very small, what looks like it could be a hunting cabin. Uh, there is one bed. Uh, there is a fireplace that does not look like it's been used in a while. There is a table and four chairs inside. Um, and once the fire is cast, it warms up very nicely in here. Um, what do you do? Shove everyone out of the way and head straight for the bed. <laughs> okay. He uh, evidently claims dibs on the bed and uh, stretches out. It, it, it's not the most comfortable bed you've ever been in. Uh, there is a lot of dust in here. You know, underneath the blankets, it's at least a little, it's clean. And, and it is uh, a nice, nice to get in out of the cold and wind and snow for a while. I'm going to kick off my snowshoes. Ah, all right, when's supper? Right after you cook He looks around confused, like, are you talking to me? Yeah, you. I, I can't cook. I've never cooked anything in my life. Sounds like you get to go hungry. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Uh, no fish and no celery. It's not a taste thing, it's a texture thing. Uh, and don't forget my tea. You got a long way, son. <laughs> uh, never been out of the city, have you? I'm gonna look uh, over here. It looks like there's a stove. Are there any cupboards or anything? Um, there, there's an open, um, kind of like what you would call a, a um, place to put firewood. Uh, it's just open. There, there are some logs in there. They're very dusty. Okay, but no, like the pantry where they'd have any rations while they're out hunting, or uh, no. Okay. I will just pull out one of my uh, days of rations and start chewing on my dried meat. All right. Unless anyone has uh, any other ingredients, I will do the same. Yep. I'm gonna eye everyone like they're mad. Just like this, it's not even warm. I cast Prestidigitation on mine and say, mine is. Oh, well, I'll take that one then. I'll look at him like he's crazy. I take a big bite. I just look flabbergasted. Like, really? I will reluctantly pull out my own rations. Yeah, doing this like a peasant. All right, so it sounds like everybody's uh, kind of making themselves at home. If you want, you can take another hour. It's just going to be a short rest. I don't know that anybody's actually done anything that needs to have a short rest, although your body uh, does uh, recover. Some, uh, if you were exhausted or tired or sore, uh, you do recover some of that. But uh, it's nice, once again, to get out of thought you said we'd walk for eight hours in for another four, so that would put us 12 hours in. Right. 
Right, but you took a long rest about four, six hours ago. We did a short rest. Yes, exactly, rest. yeah. Mm -hmm. We probably should take a long rest. Yeah, that's what I would sure. think. We'd long rest it and finish it out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, so this is as good as places. We're probably the best we're going to find on this path for a long rest. For the... Okay. We should probably set watches. I'll take first. So I can take a second watch. All right. Doesn't matter for me. After uh, a few hours, um, whoever has a second watch, you hear what sounds like maybe scraping against the outside of the cabin. Nothing like huge or, you know, it's going to knock down the door of the cabin. It's just a small scraping sound. Okay. And there, so I see on here there are trees on the map. Are there actually trees around the No, there are not. Okay, so it wouldn't be just like branches. No. It, 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 it looks more like that very first picture out in the middle of nowhere, kind of in a field of snow. I will uh, be mindful of it, but it doesn't sound anything too terrible. I'll, uh, I'm not going to go out and bother to look at it. As I switch watches, I'll let whoever's on third watch uh, know about the sounds, and I'll go off to my trance. Who's got third watch? Guess that'll be me. All right, as you are aware of uh, what your previous watch member has told you, you hear the same thing. It's kind of like, uh, it's not big, whatever it is. Um, it only lasts for just a few seconds, just a, a few scrapes, and then it's gone. From where does it seem to be coming? It kind of comes from the uh, north side of the little shack there. From the opposite side? From the yeah, the, yeah, the opposite side of the door, yep. It doesn't seem to go up and down. It's just a, just a very quick you know, three or four seconds worth of scraping, scratching, and then it's gone. Okay, I'll, um, I'll ignore it and wait, move on. Okay. And who has last watch? Well, Yalir is the only one who hasn't taken the watch. Okay. I wake his ass up. <laughs> All right. When he wakes you up, I'm, unless you're a busty bar made with a hot chocolate, go away! I need my eight hours of beauty sleep. It's your turn to watch. You don't... You want me to watch? You want me to dump a bunch of snow on your bed with you? <gasps> Barbarians! Grandmother sent me with Barbarians! He's gonna get up. He's gonna be putting his snowshoes on or getting dressed or whatever. Barbarians. These uncouth, uneducated, no, smelly Barbarians. Oh, good. Once he gets out of bed, then I'll get in there and <laughs> All right, you're near. You uh, as you're into your maybe your second hour of your watch, your your probably heightened senses uh, just because this is something you're not used to uh, keeping watch while everybody else is snoring. You hear it at the door that you all came in. You hear scratching at the door. It only lasts. Eh, maybe seven seconds. Uh, some is a little bit louder than others. 
but it, it it's there. You hear it. He will keep his cool and ignore it and maybe shift so uh, some of his companions are between him and the door. Okay, so the rest of the uh, night and the watches goes without any uh, event happening. When you think uh, the time is up, uh, here you go ahead and wake everybody up and uh, let them know that what you heard is exactly what everybody else heard. Once I wake Krieger up and he gets out of the bed, I'm going to start crawling back into it. Bye. It's time to get a move on. As you kind of look out the frosted over windows, you can tell that it's not pitch black outside anymore. There is a very dim blue-gray light uh, coming through the windows. Not sunlight by any means. You stir uh, and get yourselves maybe back into your cold-weather gear. You uh, head outside. And although the snow is still falling, it's not heavy. The wind is almost stopped completely. And as uh, you walk out the door, you see footprints. And they're not humanoid. They are animal. Anybody have any kind of uh, animal skills? Yes. I say I have survival as far as tracking. Survival and animal candle. Okay. Both of you guys, if you have those skills, go ahead and give me a, a perception in those, if you would. Not a perception, but a check in those. Okay, Duran, you uh, look down and you kind of chuckle to yourself. And over your shoulder you go, (laughs) raccoons. And as you explore the outside of the building, you see where there was maybe two or three raccoons that uh, had kind of given you a visit in the middle of the night. I knew that. That's why I didn't wake y'all up. I mean, it was obvious raccoons. Obviously. Okay, so uh, if you guys are going to take a little time to get something to eat and like that, that's not a problem. Um, But you do remember that you only have about four hours worth of this dim light. And uh, by your your guess, you're about uh, maybe about 10 to 12 miles away from Bryn Shander. Well, let's get a move on. Yes, let's get going. You guys. I'm going to spend another night out here. Okay, so you guys uh, leave the comforts of your your best western hotel room and uh, head back north on the tan trail. You 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 weren't very far from the tan trail anyway, so it's not too hard to uh, find your way back where you were. And you head back north once again. And uh, after a few hours, uh, the dim light begins to fade. Thankfully, though, the wind does not pick up any more than it already is. Uh, The snow is, it's not quite gone, but it is still very, very cold. And you proceed. It it gets dark. It turns to uh, nearly pitch black. And... You carry on. Ah, well, with good weather like this, we might make it by the end of the night. We'd better. 
We're not staying out here again, are we? I would prefer if not we to must, be we must. Are, are traveling along, and you hear a sound that you heard um, earlier, and it kind of stops you in your tracks. This time, it is not a long way away. It, it seems to be all around you. Please tell me that's the dog sleds coming. As answer, I pull out my warhammer. I also uh, go ahead and ready my shield and scimitar. I bravely, without any trembling, draw out my weapon and shield. Roll initiative. So that uh, what you see is uh, it's a lot of snow. You see some uh, growling, snarling, uh, slobbering wolves, and uh, one great big white wolf. Um, since all of you have either been here or born here in this area or grown up in this area, you know that the biggest one is a winter wolf with the others just plain old wolves, if that helps at all. Okay. I'm going to move Slow. over in front of uh, Krieger, put myself between him and the wolves and form a little one-man shield wall. All right. Okay, and then I'm going to... Uh, Hold my or ready in action. If any of the wolves are to get within fifteen feet of me, I'm going to uh, use lightning lure on them. All right. For those of you that are uh, listening, the wolves are approximately twenty to thirty feet away from the the uh, party uh, to the north, and they are uh, they look like they have ill intent in their eyes. Um, wolf number two is going to come down and to here and stand with all four legs spread apart his head is down almost touching the snow the chin of his jowls are almost touching he's growling he is very angry his tail is twitching and he waits okay as he gets into the range for my ready action, I'm going to, uh, a whip of lightning is going to appear in my hand and I'm going to lash out at the wolf. Oh. He's not seemed to be affected by it though. He shrugs it off. All right. He is, uh, very, very quick on his paws and, uh, jumps out of the way. I will move him that way just to show that he has moved. All right. Uh, if that is your turn, if you push the uh, next arrow. No, no, oh, that's right, Krieger, uh, your turn. Krieger's now. That yep. was my ready. My bad. Krieger, you're, you are up. I will draw my wand and level it at Wolf 2 and fire off sizzling bolt of fire at him. Oh, all right. And miss off into the Oh, snow. my goodness. All right. Well, it uh, does not appear... Like he is harmed. As a matter of fact, he looks at you and snarls. 
as the bolt slams into the snow next to next to him and throws snow up on his back. Wolf One, seeing that uh, there has been things happen, he comes after Viren. He is going to try a bite attack on you. And I believe that's a hit. And you take six points of damage as the teeth penetrate the heavy uh, leather and wool of your cold weather gear. You can feel it. The teeth sink into your flesh and you almost hear bones start to snap. Although it doesn't go that far, you can feel the powerful jaws sink into your arm. Next is wolf number four. He is going to come out here and he too is going to spread all four legs, put his face almost into the snow, snarling, drooling, spitting, and waiting for his next move. The winter wolf. He, he, he takes his time, he's barely moving, but you can see he's going out to the right, almost in a intelligent flanking move. I lift my holy symbol up and I cast Bless. I am casting it on two others, uh, Varian and Yurler. And it looks like I missed myself, so I'll have to redo that. All right, so you cast Bless. Everybody has it. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, not just yet. Okay. I'm kind of going to go in between these two and then hold up my shield and my Warhammer and try to be ready. Wolf number three comes straight down. And he makes a defensive posture as well, snarling, growling, and drooling. I'll yell out at the little dwarf, Well done, dwarf! You're no battle hammer, but you'll do. I will rush over here and stand between the little one and the wolves. And as a bonus action, I will do what warlocks always do, and I'm going to hex this thing. And then I'm going to smack it with a flaming sword, as I can do that. And it, the wolf on the side four will take uh, three damage and fire, which give me one second and I will code that. It's your turn again. As a bonus action, I'll move my curse. And then I'm going to smack it. Oh, that's a hit. Nice. Good and damage. Instant death. Too, so. He uh, takes it right between his shoulder blades and it severs his spine and he flops into the snow. And even though it's dark, you can see a dark area begin to uh, ooze out from be beneath the uh, the wolf. Are you trying to move again or are you, is this? Yes, yeah, so okay. I will splatter the blood off my sword. Look at everyone else like, did you see that? I'm amazing, aren't I? Now we run over and hop between the two. Don't worry, let me deal with this. If you'll get this thing off my arm, I'd be more than glad. <laughs> Uh, the the biggest wolf now seeing he has some of his uh, pride down. I don't know if that's what you call wolves, but anyway, he is moving. 
he has moved here and he has bad intent written all over his face and fangs. Wolf 2 moves in on your lair and he is going to try to bite you. Hit. Oh, you succeed and you keep your concentration. Uh, even though the pain around your ankle is excruciating as he grabs a hold of you and like dogs do with a toy he begins to whip you back and forth and you take that much damage nine points of damage wait wait this isn't how it's supposed to work Miriam. i'm going to uh he's going to take a deep breath composing himself gaining a second wind and then he's going to lash out to this wolf with the scimitar nice that's a hit with a really high yelp, the scream of a yelp, he goes down. Anything else, Varian? Uh, he is going to move up next uh, between this wolf and, or not between, but next to this wolf and uh, your leer. Don't worry, I'll take care of this one next. So, Krieger, your turn. Alrighty, um, I'm going to point my wand at the uh, the winter wolf and see if I can give him some fiery love. All right. I there believe you can, yes. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to um, I'm gonna back away from him. Duran. Okay, I will uh, then cast at uh, wolf two. Sacred flame. All right. Nice. Unfortunately, you succeed. Yeah, okay. I'm moving. All right, very good. All right, Wolf 2 is still squaring off with Viren. Viren. He will try to bite at you. Try to uh, sink teeth even deeper into your ankle. He uh, loses purchase as he tries to get another bite. You are able to uh, jerk your ankle away as, as much as it hurts. Uh, you are able to free yourself from his bite. And that is his turn. So this is the one that savaged me so brutally. I'm cursing it with my other curse, which is non-concentration. So I should be able to pull this off. And then I'm going to uh, try and stab Takes an extra two. He uh, he falls he falls in a heap at your feet, and that is it for the wolf pack. Now you have to deal with the alpha I will, male. Uh, take this sinner's soul upon myself, revitalize myself, and run away. Virian. Virian will uh, step up to the winter wolf putting himself between the wolf and the rest of the party. And he's going to uh, take a slice at it with the centaur. Okay. Oh, nice. Three, three more points of damage to the winter wolf. You slash at him right above his shoulder as a gaping wound now that he squeals out in pain as your sword finds purchase, it actually hits bone as it goes through, and he is hurting. 
He uh, drops his weight off of that side of his body because of the pain, the anger and instinct in him to kill focuses directly on you and he will take a large bite at you but as he steps forward to try to find purchase with his teeth the pain that is in his side on the side of his shoulder drops him onto his knee into the snow and he misses the bite Krieger so the poor doggy seems like he's bleeding pretty bad so I'm going to try to cauterize his wound for him <laughs> alright the uh, wound is now cauterized but the fur is smoldering and it smells over there by you Virian like burning f- hair and flesh as oh, poor it smells <laughs> yeah. And Wolf One is done. Dern. So I will uh, move forward and I'll attempt to smack him with my Warhammer. Alright, give yourself advantage on that. He is uh, facing Virian. He is down, kind of on his haunches, and he's not really paying attention to what's going on behind him. As you bring the Warhammer down, you uh, somehow slip in the snow uh, and the uh, Warhammer comes down on your foot. Roll damage on yourself. Seven, apparently. And because of the excruciating pain in your big toe, uh, you... Uh, lose concentration on your bless effects uh, and you're jumping around with a snowshoe held in your hand jumping around going ooh, ow, ow, ow because your toe is just like smashed All am right. I the only one that's imagining Elmer Fudd <laughs> so yeah you're Lear, your turn you're moving coming around okay as a bonus action i'll throw my curse on them oh, it's and i will like make a little fist build up a little energy and i will smoke them all right as your uh, hand is in a fist and a, a ball of energy begins to form within it and you open your fist and push it at the wolf a large ball of kinetic energy comes flying or necrotic necrotic energy excuse me comes flying out hits the wolf and does a significant amount of damage nine points of damage to the wolf he is hurting badly he is uh, down on all fours now he is uh, he is squealing he is uh, in pain and that is your turn yes Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah, I think I passed. All right. Well, you know they don't say you should kick a man while they're down, but this is a man. It's a wolf. <laughs> All right. Varian is going to move around to the wolf's other flank and try yeah. and draw attention away from the dwarf who seems to be taking care of himself just fine. As you, uh, you do take your step in the snow to 
attack this uh, very wounded wolf. Uh, again, y y you, like Durin, uh, slip in the snow and your, your, your swing just misses uh, with the scimitar, doesn't hit anything except snow next to him. As you slap in front of him, uh, he sees an opportunity, no matter how badly he's hurt, he is going to push himself up on his three good paws and try to take a bite at you. With the pain racking his body, he just cannot muster enough strength to push forward and lay his teeth into you. It is a miss. Still back in uh, Hurdlestone. Huh? Yeah, Hurl, Hur whatever, Hurdlestone, right. yeah. Okay, you want to move up to come there. In. Krieger's moving up. I'm gonna come in, I'll level my wand the last time and try to put him out of his misery. Okay. And oh, as you come running as fast as you can in a pair of snowshoes, uh, as you get to where you put your feet together, you actually put one snowshoe on top of the other causing you to kind of lose your balance and pitch forward as you shoot your wand off it again slams into the snow right beside the wolf missing him and krieger uh you get a second chance as you uh I'll, uh, regain I'll your balance up. i'll stand up make sure my shoes are not on top of each other and try to try to do it again there i believe so yes Oh, nice. For nine points of damage. Not enough. He is, he is definitely hurting. He is howling. He is crying out in pain. Oh, he's going to stay right where he is. Uh, he's going to try to take a bite at Durian. I mean, Varian, who is right in front of him. Good. I have him just where I want him. Again, with what little strength he has left he tries to push up and take a bite at you but he just does not have the strength and misses virian as you see him try to bite at you you can see that uh, he does not have the strength within him to reach you as he latches out of me on this while he's bringing his head back i'm going to take a swipe at his face oh 19, I believe, with 26 to hit. Five damage, total of 10. You strike him across the head. Uh, it takes one ear completely off, and as the, the blade uh, skips across his skull, it lays a flap of fur and where you can see bone in the the very, very dim light, uh, almost black, but you can see it with your vision. Uh, and he howls in pain. Durin, you have now, with the snow on your foot, uh, the, the pain has subsided somewhat. It's still throbbing, but you are ready to take another swipe. Yes, I am. I raise my warhammer and swing down. As you bring your hammer down, it catches him between the hind legs, right at the base of the tail. 
and it drops his hind legs into the snow. He is trying his best to regain his four-footedness, but all of the attacks just drive him deeper into the snow. Yulir. I'll raise my shield hand, tighten these black chains I wrap around it, my hex. Raise a flaming sword and... You have advantage, you're flanking. I don't know if that's a good thing with this group. Oh, it works. 15 hits, 20. Ha! Obviously, I'm carrying you again. As uh, the winter wolf bloodied and crying out in pain drops to all four haunches, you bring down your long sword to the back of its neck and deliver the coup de gras, as it were, and it goes lifeless and limp. About time you showed up. I figured you'd run off. You are now out of combat. It's called strategy, Elf. You should try it sometime. I was positioning myself opportunistically, therefore I might smite my enemies properly. I was using strategy. You noticed it only attacked me, didn't you? Yes, yes. Using your face as a shield is an excellent strategy. I, I have a question. DM, by the way, would our houses have known each other? You really guys haven't had a chance to RP, you know, any of this. Uh, I mean, we could have done it at the uh, back in Hundlestone, but we kind of didn't. We just kind of wanted to get into it. So uh, once we get somewhere, if you guys want to RP that, we can definitely do that. And if you While want... While rolling my eyes, I decide to cast Healing Word on myself. All right. You can do that. And with that, we bring this session to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to subscribe to the Praetor's Rejects podcast on your favorite audio platform. The Rhyme of the Frost Maiden podcast has been brought to you by Total Party Kill Games, creators of dark fantasy Dungeons & Dragons compatible products plus hilarious card games and more. You can find them at www.totalpartykill.games and check out their latest releases of products and books. The Druid's Den, your place for magical supplies and apothecary needs. Their website is located at www.thedruidsden.com. Make sure and support Mama Prater's new endeavor. Next time on Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. They may not be what you're accustomed to or even what you want. I'll make sure you have your lodgings. Perfect. Uh, do remind the masseuse I like it before dinner. Sometimes after, it's fine, whatever. And don't forget my tea, and no fish, and definitely no celery. And he's just going to get up and start walking out. Pompous. After you. he walks out, I'll look at the sheriff and say, I wish he'd stayed there too. Well, you're stuck with him now, then. <laughs> <laughs>